Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, Hello, Maida. Bedacht for het Holland. Holland. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello, Jamal's here. Hi, it's Stony. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the finale of Holland's Drag Race at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. Hey, everyone. Hola. Hola. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. Bien. I just killed. I just fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is this going? <laughs> Bienvenue. Bienvenue. I think Buongiorno. I think that's correct. Mine was not. Sorry, I've had <laughs> it's like I've had a lot to drink because I've been celebrating <laughs> like the news. Yeah. Stoney's so eight claws in, girl. Eight claws. Girl, it's barbecue, <laughs> white call, and freedom. <laughs> over here <laughs> yes we in america just got some most exciting news just an hour and a half ago roughly uh that joe biden and kamala harris are the new president and vice president of america and we we're just so thrilled yes congratulations joe and kamala vice president and president-elect of the united states Whew, we need it, girl. The work is never done. There's still some trash-ass millions of you who voted for Trump. We'll get to you later. But we're going to celebrate this moment right now. Yes. Like, yeah. I was, I don't know, like, I was trying to, like, work my way to be, like, okay with moving to Canada. Like, I'm not <laughs> very, like, into the cold weather and stuff. So at least... I'm good for at least four years, hopefully. <laughs> well, listen, yeah. we can still sell the compound and flee if we need to. We just have a little more time to evaluate. Yeah, so I don't know. But I still love you, Canada, and hopefully you don't forget about us in four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been really exciting. There's been lots of... um. I've heard a couple fireworks being set off. I've heard Same. some people honking and shaking rattles and hollering. <laughs> yeah, we've heard some fireworks. I'm thinking of starting a formation march down the trail later tonight. Yeah, I think you and Stoney should do the uh, Super Bowl formation halftime show down the trail. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm ready. Are Ugh, you Stoney? Yeah. Let's just get some lights on the bike and just... Get our speaker phones out. Get the megaphones. Speaker phones. <laughs> yes, you got. I know Jamal has that outfit in his closet, so yes. it shouldn't be too much work. <laughs> it's ready. I just need to brush my hair. Yeah, just put a few more sequin on it, maybe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, we're we're really thrilled here, and it's nice to have a woman in power now. Yeah, that's a huge uh, deal. Yes, it's really great news because who runs the world? Girls. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's really exciting. I don't know. We're just really happy. Uh, I guess we should probably move on from talking about politics and things like that. But it's just a very exciting moment in American history right now for us. Yes, um, we'll move on, but we're just, you know, celebrating being able to be us um, comfortably, hopefully. There's still lots of work to do, but... You know, if equality is going to be a thing, moments like these are very important. So back to the show. 
Yeah. I, I would like to think that we um, at TFC gave good luck because we prematurely said congratulations to them. So I just want to, I feel like we willed it into existence, basically. Yeah, we're definitely somebody's good juju priestess. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, is there anything else going on in your lives that you wanted to talk about before we move on? Oh my gosh, quick puppy update. Um, Don't let the pictures fool you. Eddie is hell on earth. (laughs) (laughs) The worst. He is the complete opposite of Reynolds, which, you know, we were spoiled with Reynolds because the people taking care of him... They were taking them outside, doing all that stuff pretty regularly. And don't get me wrong. I think that Eddie's um, initial owners did a good job, too. But personalities are so different. He's great at the crate. He has not made any noise outside of the first night. But he does whatever the fuck he wants. He does not care how loud I'm yelling. Uh Uh-oh. He just does it. And I'm like, okay, you're going to be work or you're going to military school. He likes yeah. to also just go outside and like eat sticks and just like lay in the grass instead of going to the bathroom, which is very <laughs> annoying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> which is crucial if you're training a puppy because you teach them, okay, we go inside once you go to the bathroom. And yeah. he just lays down and starts chewing on every twig he can grab. Well, because he just wants to hang out there, you know? It's fall. It's really like a cool time to be outside. Oh, and he loves to just jump into the pile of leaves (laughs) like a psychopath. And then you can't find him. (laughs) Yeah. This is a five pound dog. So, like, I'm afraid he's going to, like, get under the deck or get lost in, like, Narnia or the labyrinth in those leaves. Yeah. But he goes for it. He's going to challenge the possums to be king of their tribe. Oh, totally. He's here for it. <laughs> he's here for it. So he's keeping keeping me awake um, and stressed. But, you know, he's a puppy, so he'll grow out of it. Hopefully. <laughs> ah! um, well, I don't really have too much updates for you here. So we will just let's go ahead and get into the show. Let's t- get into our honesty spill of the week. Uh, honesty. Hey everyone, welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are of course back, back, back again to bring you full coverage of everything that happened in the finale of Holland's Drag Race. We made it, it's the finale episode. Whoa girl, I can't believe we're here. Yeah, it's like, just seems like the season started and now it's over so quickly and it's so sad. But we had a good time while it was here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eight weeks gone. And I mean, in, in quarantine land, eight weeks is nothing. We're like, oh, hi, this just started and now <laughs> we're done. Cool. But I enjoyed I enjoyed this season. It was nice to see the queens in Holland and get to see Fred as a host with the Drag Race franchise. I'm I'm happy to be here. Yes, absolutely. And Chelsea Boy is still the hottest. So... <laughs> definitely followed on instagram (laughs) hey all right well let's go ahead and get into the tea honey at the top of the show miss abby oh my god sashayed away no she's still here girl (laughs) wait she's still here uh i i'm now being told that abby was still in the finale (laughs) i don't think she showed up but apparently she was there (laughs) 
get <laughs> with it, girl. She is still here. <laughs> She's still here, honey. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> painting those red bottoms. Painting those red bottoms. Ugh. So the girls go back to the workroom and let Abby have it. You know, Envy and Janie are like over it. <laughs> They're not here for it, okay? These are the queens and miscongeniality that were not here for the cuteness or the frilly frivolity. They're like, no, your competition, I can collect your head or your throat or both. You choose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just very annoying as a competitor. You're like, come on, really? She's lip sync half of the season, like, and somehow they push her through the finale. <laughs> my bullshit. My style is very like, I would be livid. I would be so pissed. I don't know if I would say anything in the moment, but I would totally maybe have to loosen up some of those pearls for the stage. <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like Envy really did lose it because she's been composed like most of the show. Oh, yeah. Even like saying she I mean, she still said Abby's name, but was like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to say this. But back in the workroom, Envy's like, no, fuck, fuck your shit. Like <laughs> you needed to go home. System overload, short circuit. <laughs> like, yeah, she, for sure. I mean, it's frustrating because you were like. We're plowing through the competition week to week. You're getting by, you're doing well, you're getting by, you're doing well. And there are people there who they're not necessarily bad queens, but their time is probably up and somehow they are still here and what is supposed to be my moment. So, this is my special day. That's exactly right. That's That was Janie and Envy. Full jumbo. But I can't yeah. say I disagree. I'm like, Abby, you're cool, but why the fuck are you here? Yeah, for real. Yeah, this is like not anything against Abby because she is a great queen, but right. she just didn't deserve to be in the finale. Like, this isn't, we're not just handing out participation trophies here, you know? This is a problem I with mean, the gay community. You can only give out so many fucking ribbons because you're attractive. I mean, right. she is kind of like your typical, like, like fifth or fourth out. Like, so... I don't know. It just seems like, why did we like, why did we even put her in the finale? Especially after the result too. It was just like, Oh, Abby, like, can you like move to the back of the stage so we can get to the <laughs> results? You know All what right, I mean? We have to actually give the results here. Uh, that's exactly how it went. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I kind of realized in the finale and this is kind of like what I've been unable to articulate well throughout the show is I think that Miss Abby, oh my God, is like this season's Valentina where she's fully living in her own fantasy. <laughs> I can Where see she's that. like this lip sync assassin. She's like, because you know how she's always like, oh, I see all the girls I eliminated. And then Jean like gives her a little bit of sass. And she's like, see, they are coming for me. And it's like, you just don't belong in the top four. <laughs> yeah, I did an eye roll at that. I was just like, girl, okay. I, guess. I I agree with you, but nobody will compare to Valentina. Valentina is way more fun and way more exciting than yeah. Miss Abby. Oh my God! Well, we'll let the listeners debate that <laughs> in the comments. Ooh. <laughs> I'm laying out the challenge there. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, you know, at this point, Abby's feelings are hurt. She says she has no sisters anymore, and. I think maybe this is the next day. It's not really 
said well, but then they're out of drag and Abby and Envy sit down <laughs> to talk on the couches that are so conveniently placed in the workroom for a nice little set. <laughs> oh yeah, totally early untucked setting. Yeah. This is absolutely. untucked in the daylight. Yeah, this isn't after dark. This is, the, <laughs> this is the daytime Emmy show. Yeah, this is after sandwiches and tea. Yeah, for sure. But no, but. I mean, Abby needs to stop because all of us are human. We all have these moments in life in various forms and fashions. You learn to take the note and stop taking it personally. Like, we're not saying your drag is bad. You're a bad drag queen, but... Based on the records, you should probably, there should probably just be a top three. And you can't be mad at that. And I kind of get it from Abby's point of view, too. Like, it sucks because she's, like, probably realizes that she doesn't deserve to be in the top three or top four, I guess, at this point. But at the same time, she's there. Fred put her there. So she's kind of, like, in this tricky spot where it's, like, what do you want? I can't go. Like I'm in the finale. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get that. Um, listeners let us know because I'm not sure if any of us have ever had this problem. Um, I mean, if you have ever been too cute and you just keep getting given things and opportunities and you just don't know how to respond or react to them, let us know what you did in that scenario. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> it's Shade one of those intended. things like on the show, like you can't get mad at like Abby. You have to get mad at more of the judges or be correct. Like for them to be like, fuck you, Abby, blah, blah, blah. It's like, of course, every queen in the competition is going to move themselves to the next round. Yes. Like it's just, I don't know. Fred has like, I don't know. It was digmatized or something by Abby. I don't <laughs> really know, but that seems to be what's going on. Yeah. I heard Abby has dumps like a truck, so. Oh. <laughs> you know, thighs like what? 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 Oh, my gosh. Do you remember making the video? Holy shit. Those were the days, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that, you know, in this conversation between Envy and Abby, do you think Abby is playing the victim? Um... I was going to let Stoney go first because y'all probably know my answer. I <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I don't. She seems like she always with Abby. It just always seems like she makes it like about her or something. I don't know. I mean, that's very that's on point, though, because the way I feel about it, I know I go off on this podcast the way I do listeners. But you have to understand, I've had a lot of these experiences whether it's musically, creatively, outside of music, um, my education, my professional career, I've had so many of these moments where I've had to sit with myself and think, oh, am I just being given a pass because I'm somebody's token? Or (laughs) do I deserve it because I've been busting my ass? Or, oh, this is a surprise. Like, what does this mean? Like, it's okay for good things to happen just because they happen but at the end of the day we record we reward hard work and abby's a good queen but the record just was not there so it's not like we're trying to shit on this person as a human or a queen and if you're given that opportunity it's about what you do with it so kind of like what stoney was saying at the end um earlier excuse me oh, well, why was she even there? Because she was eliminated first. 
So yeah. did you just need five extra minutes to fill in an episode or what was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's very confusing. I It's hard to tell if Abby was, um, you know, being true with her emotions, kind of like what Envy was saying, because it seemed like almost like she was just doing it for the TV moment. Right. I don't know. It's very confusing. So then the eliminated girls, they come back to gossip about who was eliminated, which episode they were eliminated, and um, and uh, a little bit to talk about crap, you know, about Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the girls are coming back. They all feel away because they are not in the finale. So, yes, they're going to have choice words depending on, of course, the relationships they have established with each of the fin- the finalists. I mean... Yeah, I feel like they have a right to be like annoyed. <laughs> so it's all good on this. Some end. more than others, yeah. <laughs> Enter Jan hitting that shade gong or whatever that fuck what that was. Right. <laughs> um. So then Fred interviews them about how horrible they felt when they were eliminated. <laughs> Tell me exactly how awful it felt to be eliminated first. Ready go. Rome. <laughs> Wait, does this mean that we're not going to have a reunion? I don't think so, girl. I don't think they're doing one. Oh, yeah, I think this is making sense. I mean, it's season one, so who the knows? Budget. Maybe in the future. They didn't do a reunion for Canada or UK. That's true. That's which true. They need to do for UK season two. I hope so. I'm just saying. Just saying. So then the top three enter, uh, I mean, four, top four, uh, <laughs> forgot Abby is still here. Um, so then the eliminated girls leave and Fred tells them that in the finale, they will be recording a podcast with him and Nikki Plesson. They will also, of course, have to present their best drag on the runway and dance to a RuPaul medley, which I'm sure is now available on iTunes. Oh, you know the breakdown is available on iTunes. Go ahead and get those eight <laughs> counts in, girls. Yes, ex- uh, Ru exercise with RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> Ru's <or> size. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, next, the girls, they only get a few hours to learn the choreography. Uh, it's very... Very quick, straight to the point. The cutie Frank is back and the girls noticed. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed too. I mean, damn. (laughs) Hey, Frank. (laughs) Hi, Frank. (laughs) Some of us are just genetically blessed that way, aren't we? Uh, I I wouldn't know. (laughs) Me either. Same. (laughs) (laughs) So the girls are struggling and it looks like they each do like a run through on their own. And afterwards, it looks like they're very winded and like about to die. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure the choreography is a lot, but I'm just like, I don't know. I think I think about everything that being part of the Beehive Academy has taught me. And I would just be like ready to hit these eight counts if I knew like musicals were a thing. And if I got on the show, I would try to like learn a quick choreo number on YouTube or something because these moments are always coming and maybe you're distracted by the trade. Yeah, Frank. (laughs) But honey, it's time to serve. You better get back to that hotel room and practice. (laughs) Yes. In the mirror all night. (laughs) For real. (laughs) 
Uh, so then it's time to record the podcast. Some standout moments are with with Mama Queen. Uh, she says that she doesn't want to be referred to as a man or woman, but as a human being. Um, so I know we had wondered about her pronouns or their pronouns, perhaps. I guess we don't technically know, but it's a little bit more seeming a little bit more non-binary. However, we don't know what her what their her uh, preferred pronouns are still, but it gives us a little more insight. <laughs> yeah, and I think that this is a pretty like awesome moment to have on TV because not everything needs a definitive point or definition or or oh this is this goes in this box this goes in this bin because of this like sometimes you're allowed to just be like I don't do labels and some of you are annoyed but by that but (laughs) you need to sit with yourself and ask why is that a trigger for you because some people are just want to be human beings they don't want to have to conform to whatever standards you all want to place on them yeah losers yeah (laughs) totally yeah (laughs) i i mean and that's kind of what mama queen was saying you know people limit themselves into fitting you know fitting into society's standards and you know as we progress as a people all around the world i think that's starting to become uh, more accepted and more understanded um if you'd like to hear a conversation about being non-binary i just had um will jameson on my other podcast trouble trouble yeah so it's it's in the call me by your name episode i did an interview with them and you can maybe learn a little bit more about that experience being non-binary and while we're talking about Will, they actually just published a really great book. Um, you can go to their Instagram at the Will Jameson, and uh, in the profile there's a link you can purchase their book, which I already have done. I have not read it yet, but it is um, really cool. It's electronic or digital, I guess is what they call it. Um, and I'm sure that I'm gonna love it because Will has like a really great. Uh, style and aesthetic in their drawing nice i'll have to check that out i love an ebook yes yes we love will on this podcast (laughs) yes it's it's a a little bit about romance i know there's non-binary characters in there and healthy relationships so if you're interested definitely go buy it i love the cheese (laughs) um all righty let's continue on where were we? <laughs> okay. Uh, so the <laughs> podcast, we're back. <laughs> um, so the other standout moment that stood out to me was when they asked Janie who she would tell, if she could tell any one person that she was in the finale. And she said, of course, her dad. So we get a nice, you know, uh, another human moment with uh, Janie. Yeah, this was very sweet. Um, I like not that every queer person has to have these kind of relationships in their lives where there's just some person maybe um, that you didn't connect with, or maybe you do, but you're just not as connected as you would like to be or able to be in the moment. So um, I like seeing the side of Janie because she's such a workhorse. She's such a machine and there's always a little bit of something in the potion behind the scenes that keeps that person driven the way that they are. Yes. Yeah, we love Janie so much. Like 
I'll get to like more of like Janie like once we like talk about like the result of the like episode. But yeah. it's just I don't know. Like Janie to me is like one of my favorite queens. Like she's just so I feel like she's just so underrated. Like a lot of people like and maybe it's just like I haven't seen a lot of the discussion online, but I just feel like she's severely underrated as a queen and I just appreciate her so much. Yeah. I think she like started her rise to the top a little too late, which is maybe contributes to that because um, I mean, of course, you know, we've liked her all season, of course, but you know, you have like Envy Peru who has four wins and then um, Janie didn't get her second win until I think it was um, the semifinals last episode. So that could be it, you know, but we, I mean, we love Janie. I don't know. I'm just speculating here, (laughs) Yeah, but I, I related to Janie like when she was doing her podcast because she was saying that she builds up a wall so that people can't get to know her easily. I think for Janie, it's because of her bullying in her childhood, which is, I think, maybe also where I sort of got the same trait because I was bullied a lot. If you want to listen to our uh, my coming out episode, you can go back in the feed and listen to that. But that I don't know. I just really related to that with Janie, and I totally understood what she was trying to say. Yeah, 100%. We've all, most of us, unfortunately, have had these kind of experiences. So it's a no-brainer that we would just love somebody like Janie because they're someone that shows us that, hey, it's possible. If you just dig deep enough, you can do it too. Totally. So now we are going to the runway for the RuPaul dance medley. This week, we are keeping it all in the family. The judges are Nikki Plesson, Sana Valis de Vries, Nikki Tutorials, and Klaus Iverson. Hey, queens. All Holland queens, right? Oh, yes. These are all the Holland queens. Uh, Klaus made the winning the dress the winner gets. And Nikki Tutorials is like a big celebrity there Sonny Valis she she is a actress I believe if I remember correctly and I mean we've just seen Nikki every week I'm surprised (laughs) that Nikki Tutorials is not like a full-time judge like I was surprised to see her again just because like she was just a guest judge the first time right so I'm like why didn't they just bring her on full-time girl and it looked like Nikki Tutorials and Nikki Plesson was wearing um the is it Klaus or Cleese Iverson yeah uh, um nikki had the best outfit on like i think nikki totally showed up uh fred i yes <laughs> completely yeah that they was were both nice. wearing his looks i'm sure i butchered their name i'm so sorry yeah i think it's sorry, klaus everyone. everson but correct me if i'm wrong please yeah and also i apologize for trying to say the intro in dutch i'll apologize now also as well while we're there (laughs) well listen there's a thing there's a difference between cultural appropriation and appreciation and i think that we at tfc definitely appreciate holland yeah we appreciate you for listening of course the the most obvious reason but we also appreciate you for all the great talented queens that we got to see this season and um to the people that we corresponded with in the area in holland Mm -hmm. over there they were you know super nice people that we met on twitter 
uh, at TFC Pod if you're not following us. <laughs> and we love learning on TFC, so it's always a joy to kind of do these international seasons and franchises of Drag Race because we learn so much. Yeah, and we always like to pay tribute to whatever country we're in. You know, with Canada. Uh, I guess we were sorry, not sorry. Uh, <laughs> in the UK season, we taught you some UK slang. So, you know, this is out of love. This is not a, not anything negative or anything. <laughs> yes. I feel like going into UK season two, it's going to be such a cakewalk because like, I remember like watching that season being like, I can't really understand what they're saying without subtitles. And then like now we're just like covering Holland. That's like a completely different language. <laughs> yeah. Do you think in season two of UK, RuPaul is still going to say, uh, what is, what did she always say? Top of the morning to you. Hello, Gavna. Yeah. Oh, hello, uh, Gavna. Yeah, that was it. Off. Top of the not. morning. Gavna. That sounds like so American. <laughs> I can't even fake a British accent. Top of the morning. They're like, oh, look hey, at this girl. Queen. <laughs> American, get her out. Look at this American queen over here. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get back into the show. What did you all think of the RuPaul Dance Medley Marathon? I thought it was cute. You know, they always throw the queens these challenges because, of course, the any aspect of performance um, doesn't have to go in, in one direction, I guess. Like there's comedy, there's performance, there's dance, there's emceeing, there's just generally entertaining the crowd and running an event. So the challenges kind of coach the girls and get them ready for those professional level gigs they're going to be doing outside of their season. So I was not shocked to see a little more difficult choreo. It's just a way to challenge the queens, push them outside of their box but also another way to show their personality because everyone's got their own style. That's what makes dance and swag and the sauce what it is. It's what you put into it. Yeah. I, I thought it was fun. Like it wasn't anything, um, I guess super like great out of these like <laughs> last challenges that I've seen before, but I did enjoy it. I thought all of the Queens actually did a pretty good job. Like, even though we like rag on Miss Abby, oh my God, like she is a pretty good performer. Like she's not bad. So I thought out of all like the four queens, they all did like really well. Yeah, we'll see. And I don't mean to rag on Abby, but there were a couple moments where it seemed like she got a little lost in the choreography. Yeah, I felt that too. Also, Envy was kind of getting caught in her outfit. So I think Envy looked great, but maybe like better performance before, um, outfit planning would have helped. But I think overall, the queens definitely did what they were supposed to. Janie knew what she was doing. Um, not yeah. going to lie, I wasn't sure about the wig. I saw what where they were going, so I <laughs> let it slide. But Janie was doing her thing. I have to say, Abby's little light-up dress or uh, bikini, however you want to put it, was pretty cool. Yeah, it was definitely giving me Ariana Grande vibes, like something Ariana would definitely. wear on stage at tour. Mm -hmm. That's definitely a tour outfit, girl. Yes. Um. All right, so next, the Eliminated Queens Walk the Runway. So uh, let's just go ahead and take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll talk briefly about the Eliminated Queens and then more in-depth about the top four. Sounds good. Yeah. Be right back. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. 
Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week. We are back on the runway. The eliminated girls get to run, or get <laughs> they get to run and sprint as quickly down the uh, runway as possible. <laughs> um, Show us your looks, queens. You have five seconds. You have five seconds to get <laughs> off the runway. <laughs> um no, they they casually sissy that walk down the runway, and I was just wondering if there were any standout looks to you, or if you just want to move on. Yeah, so... <laughs> Nothing sticking out. No, I'm going to call out Chelsea Boy, because I guess uh, I don't yes. know for sure if this is like a video game reference, but it looked like Mega Man to me, so I'm going to yeah. say that I loved it, because it looked like Mega Man. Well, I liked it either way, even if it's not Mega Man. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I liked her look a lot. I like um, the PTSD throwback from Setergene to the green and pink, <laughs> half pink, half green look. Oh, yeah. I did catch that. Um, I was that like, was girl, why? It was definitely elevated, but um, yeah, we w- wasn't needed. I did like, so I will say, and I'm going to give a caveat to this. I did like Rome's look a lot. However, the way... Like, I like the con- concept of it, but with the aluminum foil, like, that, like, it just looked, like, cheaply made. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like there was just, like, aluminum foil, so it was, like, kind of cheap looking. But, like, the actual concept itself, I thought was really cool. I liked her little um, sequin beard. Yeah. Her but face piece. I guess what my problem with it was more just like around like the neck and her gloves. It just looked like kind of cheaply made in that part. Wow. That's rude. I'm just saying I liked it, but not like, it doesn't seem like you liked it though. (laughs) Is that your final answer? (laughs) I did. I did enjoy Patty Pam Pam's look. I thought that was fun and her face beat and wig were good. Yeah, I liked Patty Pam Pam. Megan was okay. I don't think I've typically seen like what was that like uh glittery pink and gold together before. Megan is like one of those it's like it looked cool, but like I feel like she just is always on the cusp of being great, but not quite there. Yeah, it's a little basic. Yeah. I think Madame Madness looked really good though. I really like Madame Madness's look. I agree. I did like Madame Madness. I see that you know again placing emphasis on the fact that i do gender fuck drag so i will choose when my beard is around or not and it's and here the, the chest hair was out yes i liked it a lot um i think she walked with a confidence too that we hadn't really seen her have in the competition so that was nice too all right so this is the top four now so uh what were your thoughts about the top four you want to start with envy yeah, Envy was good. This is signature Envy from what I know of Envy, just based on the looks that I've seen and the types of reveals they like to do, whether it's in a show on YouTube or in this competition. This says to me Envy Peru, just the right amount of peacock, but there's a subtle kind of beauty and stunningness about it all. 
and I was totally buying the fantasy. Yeah, it was just so good. Like, in her makeup too, to me, is just on point. Like, she has some of the best like makeup skills of out of all these queens. Like, just everything. I love her lashes. Yes. Yeah, it was just like perfection. Like, and for her to go out there like in all black, and it like it's easy to like go out there in all black and it just be like this basic like this is what I'm wearing, but she like, had. <clears throat> <laughs> so many like gold accessories and stuff yeah mm-hmm. and it's just like perfect yeah yeah i have to say that like the the plume on the head thing can be kind of hit or miss when the i feel like sometimes the girls have done that before on the show mm-hmm. but i think envy did it really well so this looked very more more fashion forward than others we've seen <laughs> yes exactly and that's just the tea no shade it's just the tea it's just the tea all right. Well, since should we should we move to someone that was also wearing black, Abby. Oh my God, <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> Listen, I thought it was a gorgeous gown, beautiful gown, but did this ring as Queen of the Damned for you, though? You know, the shape, <laughs> sh- sure. The silhouette, sure. It was a black dress, so sure. <laughs> But also, here's the thing. You've shown us all of this skin all season. And if you are getting, if you're digging into Queen of the Dams, whether it's the book or it is the Alia adaptation of the film, where's the midriff? Where's the skin here? Because that's what made, that's what served the fantasy in that look. Like, I hate to do this to Abby, but now I'm like, girl, take some clothes off. Because if we saw some <laughs> midriff with that same kind of skirt and um, kind of more like belly dancer goes to the ball, that's Queen of the Damned. This is gorgeous. Yeah. It's beautiful, but it's not giving me those vibes. And I mean, why is her dress so wrinkled? <gasps> <laughs> i'm just asking um, i don't know like i think this was like it was a different look than what she's given us but i also think it was kind of the same in a way because it was like here's another corset and like over a dress that is like too big and it's just like and it's it just looked like you said a little wrinkly so <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like I just I wish you would have came out with like something super glam that we haven't seen, like like beauty pageant, like Abby. I think it would have been so good. But like I don't know. I do I do like the headpiece. I think the headpiece is really cool. But like the rest of it, it's just there's so much going on. It's like a little conflicting to me. I think what we need to remember here is that uh, the Queen of the Damned character, Akasha, the mother of vampires who we're talking about, she's from Northern Africa, one. And two, that's too many clothes for somebody in Northern <laughs> Africa, like sp- Egypt specifically, if we're talking about Queen of the Damned. So again, it's a gorgeous gown, but it's just kind of like, if you're going to tell me that's your reference, you need to like serve it because the gays know queen of the damned i liked her a black contacts though to make her evil eyes that was a cool element i always love those yeah i like that a lot let's talk about um let's talk about janie jackay what did you think of her victoria's secret (laughs) 
I thought this was fabulous. I love a dark blood red, not necessarily burgundy. There's a difference, listeners. Burgundy is more purple. (laughs) This is a nice dark red burgundy. Maybe a maroon. Maroon is close. It's still borderline burgundy, but this is not burgundy. Maroon is like the, the nicer cousin. Yeah. But think like blood red. Like this is just that kind of sultry, sexy red. The red you think about when you think of vampires or otherworldly creatures, Victoria's Secret Angels. I like the nod to the 90s with the um, vintage body bodysuit she's wearing and paired with the boots and those wings. I think it's balanced perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I would I, agree. I liked it too. I thought it was really good with. It just it was like the complete package with like the wings and the boots and the bodysuit and everything. I thought that like I don't know, like Janie just does a really good job. I think it's just hard because like Envy is so good, so it's like <laughs> I don't know. So I, I just I appreciate her, but maybe just not quite as good as Envy's. Yeah, I mean with with Jackie's look, I'm seeing I'm feeling the fantasy, you know, it feels expensive. Um I like her makeup. Like she does these really great eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. The way she paints her eyes now, I really appreciate that. And I think she always looks so flawless. Her makeup is also like pretty, you know, on par with Envy. Yes. Um. But yeah, I really love this look. I remember when she walked out, I was just like kind of stunned. Like it was just so beautiful. And then for the judges to be like, I don't know, it's like dated. I'm like, girl, what the. F ever like this is some right. Michelle Visage ass shit right here and because they're Janie Jacquet <clears throat> she said yes I know it's actually vintage this was worn yes read the judges down because again where are your references okay maybe the hair could have been a little more updated but um, a, ch- a good fashion eye knows vintage before it's explained and I knew that that wasn't some party city bullshit that she was wearing no that looked luxurious, like nice feathers. Yes, thank you. Luxurious is the word because, girl, come on. This is just luxury and sex oozing down the runway. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to our last queen, Miss Mama Queen. And boy, was this an interesting look. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've dropped a fair... A- um, bit of acid in my day but this is very um where the wild things are um fantasy for me it's not bad <laughs> like mama queen is giving us mama queen but conceptually for the average viewer i'm shading myself included don't come for me <laughs> for the average viewer it's a little outside of the box so you have to sit with a look like this look at the artist and who's presenting it and what it means to them yeah i feel like this is mama queen like giving birth to like her drag Ooh. she's just like no i'm serious like kind of reminds me like no, the yeah taking that in like the born this way video kind of like in the beginning where she's like giving birth and she's like this angelic looking figure yeah like, that's honestly like i love this so much because like wow. mama queen just kind of thinks outside the box and like this is like something we've never really seen before on drag race no like it's just completely different so yeah the more i look at the um picture too like at the top of her head those are actually horns yeah a little maleficent-esque horns yeah wow good eyes i don't know i just i think it was it's very like like i just to me it's really 
good. It's like fits her like whole her it's theme. The Mama Queen and this aesthetic. is who Mama Queen is. So like yeah. I think mm. she owned it so good. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it was a lot to take in when you first see it. There's just so many colors, you know, huge wings. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on here and, you know, we see the, the dress, which has like a similar pattern as to dresses that she's worn in the past. And I think like kind of what Stoney was saying, it's kind of like, she's saying, you know, like I am mama queen. This is who I truly am. And I love it. Cause you can tell, I feel like mama queen, I feel like this outfit is very spiritual for her. Yes. And yes. I feel like we've seen that cause you know, earlier in the season she wore that uh, one dress with the five chakras on it yeah and you know other dresses like this which is it's not like the chakras but it's sort of like a similar pattern um so i feel like mama queen is just like a super spiritual person and just free and it's beautiful to see mama queen is very much the person that you meet and if they're like vibing with you they're like here here's have a piece of my aura never yeah. forget me yeah <laughs> totally yeah <laughs> I like it. It's a I lot, it. but I like it. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's a lot in a good way because this is Mama Queen showing us who they are in all of their colors. And that face beat was on point. Gorgeous makeup. I mean, gorgeous. I, w- I want to see more stuff like this on Drag Race rather than just like, I mean, I'm not going to try to keep like shading Abby. Oh my God. But I, I want to see like Mama Queen like come out and do something awesome like this. Like I'm kind of bored with like the Abbeys of the world just coming out with like boring ass things. (laughs) Well, tell us how you really feel, girl. (laughs) They're like, look, I wore clothing when I'm referencing someone that doesn't wear clothes. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like Evie, right? Like Evie oddly was like a breath of fresh air because Evie came out and did Like, even though it wasn't, like, the most polished, she came out and had, like, new concepts, new ideas, and it was all always something to keep you, like, You were always interested. You were always engaged, yes. Totally. Yeah, I I don't know. It's very interesting. I hope we get to see more outfits like this, but um, I guess we'll see. Supposedly, there's another season coming soon. Yes. You know, I would not be mad at another Drag Race Holland. Yeah, there should definitely be a second season for sure. 100%. Yes. I mean, they brought it like in the look department for sure. Yeah. Um, So also as they're walking the runway, when they would hit the end, they would ask the queen to give a message to their younger self like they usually do. Uh, I love the photo. Here's an old picture of you. What would you say to yourself? These are (laughs) as cheesy as they are. These are great. And important moments. So then the judges debate for like half of the episode. Um, there's just lots of talking and I got bored. And <laughs> Same. Yeah. And then Miss Abby. Oh, my God. Well, they, they have the four queens on the stage, the top four. And then first they tell Miss Abby, oh, my God, that she is the third runner up and that she has to sashay away. <laughs> Bye, girl. Then next we move to Mama Queen, who is the second runner-up, and sashays away. Bye, Mom. (laughs) Then we find out that the top two are then obviously Janie Jacquet and Envy Peru, and they have to lip-sync for the crown. Ah! (laughs) They lip-sync to Lady Gaga's song, Born This Way. 
Yes, born this way. Of course. I was just wondering if Janie was going to lose those wings so yes. she can get really gully out there. Come I th- thought she might <laughs> take them off. Come through, budget gods from WoW. <laughs> <laughs> Please. You know, Gaga like was afford. like, you can have this song. If you're a gay show, you can use this song for free. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but I think, and see, this maybe this is controversial, but I think Janie won the lip sync. No, I, you know, Envy is on my fantasy team. I thought that Janie did it better. I mean, I feel like it was kind of like a, oh, Janie won the lip sync, but overall we're report it to card. Envy anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, overall, yeah, Envy did better throughout the competition. But, I mean, I was just really impressed. Like, you have to think how heavy those wings were that Janie had on and the fact that she was, like, doing all she was high energy the whole lip sync doing busting out all the moves and Mm -hmm. that was just really impressive and also you know this is professional level performance experience that we're seeing like Janie knew how to move in those wings and to serve a lip sync on the drag race stage other queens would have just thrown them off you know so maybe it's harder to keep them on I love both of these queens. I think that Janie pulled out the lip sync a little bit more than Queen Envy. And that back bend that Janie did right at the very end with the wings still on. I right was like, on holy beat, crap. Right mm-hmm. on count. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Envy, uh, Envy did a really great job too, but it was just kind of hard to top uh, top Jackie or Janie. Jackie. Yeah, I mean, we got to witness as Drag Race fans a a really solid top two. Like, there could not have been a better top two on a Drag Race season this year. I would have been happy either way. Yeah, Yeah. I would have been happy either way. And they've given us performance skills and cunt all season. I mean, Janie came out of the gate with that, like, beehive look or, you know, like, the Beyonce look. I was done. And I'm just like... Yeah, that was so good. Like, she's just an amazing queen. Like, I don't know. It was, I understand why Envy won, but like, Janie definitely brought it this season. Definitely. So then, um, you know, of course, Janie Jack Hay sashays away, which leaves Envy Peru as the winner of the first season of Holland's Drag Race. So, congratulations, Envy Peru. Woo! Congratulations, Envy. Yeah! Yes, I am really happy with the winner. Um, you know, I think Envy was is it great throughout the entire competition. It was really kind of becoming quite obvious that she was the winner because she had won so many challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, not and not that she didn't deserve them, of course, but yeah, I yeah, think I mean, she, she won those challenges for a reason. So it's it's easy to say, oh, she only won because she had more wins than the other girls, but she did the best so yeah she deserved it yeah she did a lot of work you know she you could tell how hard she was trying throughout the entire competition that's right and these competitions listeners remember because we don't like toxic fans these these seasons these competitions they tell a story for the competitors respectively in their own way so there's going to be a triumph in everyone's story. It's just a matter of what that triumph is and what it means to the individual or the fan. So keep that in mind as we celebrate <laughs> our wins for yes. Drag Race Holland. Congratulations, Envy. 
And like Janie said, if you can't win the crown, win the fans. And she did. Yes, girl. And she did. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of competition, Stoney, would you like to let us know how the Fantasy League wrapped up? Yes. Yeah, so it's very interesting. This is a very interesting year. Uh-oh. So nothing is normal. Don't Fox News me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so as we know, MV Peru has won the show. So Jamal gets 80 points. Yeah. However, <gasps> with that being said, the 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 points still need to be counted. We're not quite sure who is going to win. <gasps> There are still some points that need to be um, counted by Nevada. What? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Nevada. Pretty slow. Out there, I hear. Mio. Come yes. on. So we don't quite know who won the fantasy, the fantasy. League, yeah. league this season because we still need to count the melon points. Yeah. Listen. What? No. <laughs> so Call it now. We're going to have to like delay the winner. Like might be like a few days or whatever but a few days the next podcast will update you on who won yeah next podcast we have to wait for the associated press to call it girl yeah oh my (laughs) gosh (laughs) well here i thought um you know to end this season on a happy note uh we could do a throwback to something we haven't done in quite a while and that is talking about trade I have a really, I, I forced Jamal and Stoney into this because I just have this trade and I, I've been pawning off my trade on like uh, some of the people that listen to the podcast. Listen, I, the trade reel exists. I haven't shared it yet, but the trade reel exists. So we're going to have to update it again. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'll go first um, because I'm just, I can't contain it anymore. So my trade this week is actually Noah Adams. And uh, of course, you know, Noah's this little twink boy (laughs) who is so cute. Um, And he uh, he goes by on his Instagram and YouTube is Noah Fence. Like, get it? No offense. Yeah, I think that's (laughs) I think that's cute and clever. (laughs) Yes. So Noah is, you know, this cute little twink who has recently dyed his hair blonde and looks even more like Evan Peters now. (laughs) He definitely favors Evan Peters and um, yum. I would want a piece of the ride as well. Yeah, he's very cute. Yes. Noah's from England. So, you know, you have the cute English accent as well. Lots um a great head of hair if you're into that kind of thing. Which I am. <laughs> Quite just a bit. Totally run both both sets of fingers and thumbs through this. Yeah, all the fingers, girl, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um Ooh, the quarantine thirst is real. It's so I, and Noah has a boyfriend and it's so upsetting. So if you're somehow listening to this noah you break up with your boyfriend and want to become an american citizen (laughs) 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 i got you dude (laughs) seth like move to portland (laughs) yes um but noah's really talented and has um does uh has music 
So you can find like music videos on his YouTube. And if you're interested in finding out about um, like trans topics or if you want to watch videos about um, the surgery that Noah went through, there's lots of really great videos. It's a great resource channel for information about trans people. Can I also share um, something extra special about Noah that I'm just noticing? What's that? Um, they can pull off brunette and blonde hair, which is a feat. Oh, so that's yeah. true. Fucking yum. Yeah, either either hair color, I'm into it. I'm not like one of those gays that are like, I only like blondes. <laughs> yeah, me either. Oh my I'm god. Up for, I'm up for oh variety. Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> you guys, I have like breaking news. Oh. Breaking news. What's happening? I'm sorry to is cut it, away from Noah, but I have breaking news. Is it news. Nevada? What's going on? It is just in this hour. Nevada has finally counted the mail-in points for the Fantasy League. No. Oh, my gosh. We're going to find out who the winner is. So, as you know, Seth was leading in the beginning, and he refused to concede the yes. win. No. However, yes. after Nevada has counted the, <laughs> the mail-in points <laughs> yes. for the Fantasy League... Jamal is now oh! the projected winner no. of Holland Season 1 Fantasy League. Oh! <laughs> How oh did this God. happen? Thank you, Holland. Jamal wins the Fantasy League at a projected 275 points with <laughs> losing projections for Seth at 245 and Stoney at 235. Oh, yes. We did that, Holland. Thank you. <laughs> well, at least I'm not the biggest loser. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's also this is facts. The, this is the first time I've lost a fantasy league in 2020, and it doesn't feel good. <laughs> Listen, Holland, you did that, and Queen Envy and I are going to reign in your honor. Yes, 2020 this is for Peru. ended the way that we wanted to end with Seth losing did fantasy it? league <laughs> and us all rejoicing. <laughs> did it though? <laughs> maybe maybe the listeners wanted to hear me win all the fantasy leagues in 2020 Ooh, true what if that was the listeners will <laughs> my tarot cards didn't tell me that but what if i guess we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh all right well in total seriousness thank you to holland for um all the the support that you've given this podcast the entire season and everyone else who's been listening the entire season as well. We love you all and appreciate you all. Thank you so much for having us. It's our pleasure. We don't deserve you, Holland. Yeah, gosh tag. <laughs> what? Are we hashtagging again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. I forget how he says it. Sorry. I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Stilta. No. I'm just saying Bring words. Bring back my girls. Gosh tag. <laughs> All right, this is getting really crazy. <laughs> um, well, it's been real, you guys. We haven't really talked about what we're doing after this, so uh, stay tuned for Twitter. Maybe there will be an episode next week, or maybe we'll take a break. It's hard to say, but either way, we will be back for whatever is the next season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, please stay tuned and thank you for joining us. Um, 
We are, of course, going to be going back into American Drag Race Cycle. So thank you in advance for your reviews and your kind comments and five-star reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to check out thanksforcomingpodcast.com for all things Fantasy League and maybe some surprise happenings here and there. And, you know, Twitter is where we are most lit. So see you there, sis. Yeah, girl, it's so litty. You might split your titty. (laughs) All right. Uh, Danke, everybody, for listening. And until whenever we're back. (laughs) Bye. 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 Hashtag. (laughs) Cash cam. (laughs) Hashtag. Cash cam. What if it's Dachshund? Like Dachshund? Dachshund!